Well, there's a different version of a Christmas song for you, huh? Baby, please come home. And who is it? It's none other than the Parlotones. Yep. They've just released a brand new album specially for Christmas called Strike the Harp. And the album is available online and on streaming platforms as well. A series of Christmas songs. What a surprise. Khan Morby, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so uh, I must say, when when we when we found out that you guys were releasing a Christmas Albert album, I was like, the Parlotones, and they're like, yeah, the Parlotones, a Christmas album, yeah. So talk to <laughs> us about the decision to put together a Christmas album. It's quite delightful, actually. Yeah, yeah. We kind of, um, you know, when um, lockdown and all of that jazz happened, um, we we said, well, let's let's at least be creative you know while this is all happening because you can't lock down creativity and um you know we were either going to create a very melancholic sad album sort of <laughs> indicative of the experience that we're all going through um or rather do something that was joyous and festive and then added well, that that could probably sprinkle some distraction to what's yeah. been a rather confusing 2020 so yeah, we said there's no better way than uh, you know the, the festivities of, uh, of of Christmas. So we said let's let's do a Christmas album. We kind of all went in at separate times to the studio because of COVID restrictions and all of that jazz. And and yeah, we we actually only just recently started learning the song <laughs> as a unit. So 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 Khan, um, so let's look at. Let's look at the pipeline of how it works with a band because there's an interesting thing, or, or, or I suppose one could call it the value chain. There's an interesting thing that happens that has been completely thrown on its head. So what would happen is you, in your own capacity, or as the Parlotones would release an album, and part of the process of marketing that album would be to say, okay, fine, I'm now going on tour. And particularly because it's a Christmas album, you would do what every single musician has normally done in the last uh, many, 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 many years in this country, is they then do the Christmas circuit, which is often down onto the coastline, to all the beach um, and coastal uh, uh, cities and towns. And you would then market your album over that particular tour. Now, suddenly, that's had to shift. And I understand, if I'm not mistaken, that you've had to cancel a tour that you were planning to do at the end of this year as well. Yeah, and unfortunately. I think, you know, when that, the second wave sort of murmurings came about and and the hotspots were identified and the hotspots were primarily um, on, on in the touring circuit, which happens to be, for us, was going to be the Eastern Cape and uh, the Garden Route. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the restrictions started being um, imposed. Uh, we soon realized that, you know, there's, there's a big possibility that further restrictions may be imposed and um, what looked like a potentially a feasible tour started to look like um, something that we might actually lose money on. And yeah. so we, we said, let's rather not, let's park the tour for now and, uh, you know, maybe we'll do a national tour of karting. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're still able to, and, um, you know, let people know up here, you know, our hometown, that album's out, and do interviews with, with people like you, and yeah. uh, try to spread the word like that. <laughs> 
It's, I mean, I, I read a report, I think it was in the last week, um, really rather severe report focusing on the live music uh, industry over the last year and the massive impact it has actually had on people like yourself. How has it worked for you and, and the rest of your band and what have you managed to to do in order to survive where we're at currently? Yeah, look, it's been tough. Um, you know, we... Some of us, um, we, we did apply for that some of that tour support, and we got a yeah. little bit of it um, yeah. early on. Um, you know, I think it's been tougher probably for the guys on the periphery. You know, the sound engineers and the, the roadies, and the guys that rely, you know, the lighting engineers that rely on live events yeah. um, to actually derive an income. We still, although it's not that much, um, but it's you know, it's, it's Something that's tied to servers, we still do get money from, you know, publishing and royalty from from our back catalogue of music. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, uh, you know, it's it's it kind of made us reassess. We very soon realised how non-essential <laughs> um, musicians are. Although you know, I'd argue that music is a very essential part of people's lives. Yeah. But, um, you know, we we were we were quite quickly realized how non-essential we are in terms of um, what's deemed essential in economic aspects. Yeah. So it's pretty sad. Um, and, you know, um, that's, that's why I said, instead of doing a, instead of doing a, um, you know, a sad melancholic album, we, we'd rather say, let's, let's try and forget about uh, the chaos of 2020 and, and, focus on something that's positive and uplifting. Yeah. Uh, you know, things will eventually normalize to some extent. Um, and, yeah. uh, you know, I think it's important for musicians to focus on what they, what you know, what they're good at and why they became musicians. And that's just creating. Um, yeah. To pass the time and, and you know, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know, Khan, you raised two really interesting points. The first one is around publishing and royalties. I mean, for the first time, I'm certainly listening to and I'm going, I've always known how important it is. But like really one starts to realize how important it is in a time like this. If you had to speak to young musicians who maybe haven't gone quite as formal or into the formal sector as much as that, what would you and how would you argue that the, the publishing and the royalties to them? Um, yeah, you know, it is really a volume game um, these days because we yeah. know, I'm sure most people are aware that the royalties that you get from the streaming platforms are minuscule. Yes. But if you have volume, it adds up, you know, it all adds up in the end. Uh, but yeah, it's important to, for, you know, young musicians or wherever you are, to protect your intellectual property. I think when you start out, you know, you you kind of very blase about it because you, you don't believe that it's going to turn into anything. You know, yeah. um, 100% of naught is still naught. Um, <laughs> but when when you can actually monetize it, your, your music or your songs, your, your, your identity, then it's important that you've got the mechanics in place and the yeah. right people in place to, to protect that. Yeah. So that you, you, the right people um, that contributed are all deriving some sort of revenue from it. Yeah, it certainly does start to raise um, 
as you say, like the importance of the mechanics and also the systems as well. And that's absolutely critical for any musician, as you say, who wants to monetize it. You know, Khan, you mentioned um, that you realized perhaps how unimportant musicians were, even though music itself is, and I don't mean unimportant, but how unessential uh, musicians are as opposed to music being absolutely essential in our lives. I mean, what would our lives be without music? How have you dealt with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the way I've dealt with it is, you know, I have to kind of remind myself why I became a musician. Yes. And is A, music is very essential in my life. I'm a fan of music before I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a performer. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, and I've, you know, the, the thing that I fell in love with before learning how to play guitar or learning how to sing was was actually songwriting. And you know, I kind of just went back to that core aspect, the thing that makes me tick. Um, and I still derive joy out of that. And um, mm. you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not kind of left bitter because I can't earn a revenue from it. Um, it's still, you know, and I always say, regardless of whether it became my profession or not, I'm sure I would spend spare hours um, crafting songs, um, you know, much like someone does plays golf or tennis or, you know, <laughs> I, would, I would spend my spare hours doing that. Um, you know, that, that can't be taken away. No. Um, and I think it's, I think often we we a lot of um, musicians become frustrated is they they put in some sort of expectation of success. Like if, if I don't make it or I don't realize fame or fortune, then um, then what's the point of doing music? And I'm like, well, that, that sh- surely we shouldn't be the incentive. Yeah, that's a great byproduct. But yeah, the the impetus should always be that you just have a love for it. I mean, you, you know. Corona, COVID, whatever, can't feel that in you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Karen, we, we, we do have to go to a break, but when we come back, I'd like to, to go to this idea of um, fame and fortune, but also the Christmas album as well. The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. So, you know, Khan, you mentioned two things just a little earlier. The one was um, the, the power of fame, but also perhaps the... Um, the shallowness of fame as well, if one wants to look at it like that. You've really done a lot of that journey. I mean, you guys spent some time in, in the States. You you really took that journey. What was the final outcome for you? Was it that idea that actually I do this because I love it and not because I want to be um, in the same position as a U2 or whatever the case may be? Yeah, I think the final outcome is that, um, you know, I, um, and I think maybe in America taught me that is that um, I, I, as much as I had a dream and we were chasing that, um, I didn't want to also be at the expense of living a balanced life. Yeah. Um, so and I, and I and I do see it with you know the superstars is that I do think that they sacrifice a lot of what I think you know and that's a personal thing. You know, it's all subjective. I'm not going to um, take anything away from them, but from, from what I think, it is a balanced life of, you know, kind of having the journey of family and, and children and yeah. um, friends. And, you know, you kind of, you know, if you, if you go after that, um, you compromise a lot of that. 
Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you, you you almost become something else. Um, and, and I don't know. You know, so for me, I, I still want a, a part of the normal human journey. Um, and I guess maybe that's why um, I'm not opposed to it and I'm not opposed to anyone wanting to pursue that. But yeah. um, it does come at a massive sacrifice. You know, I mean, without a doubt, lockdown down has has absolutely kind of focused the the, the mag- magnifying glass on what it means to to lead a full life with your friends, with your family, etc. And it's a very tough time for many people as well. So I think you've nailed it there. You know, you mentioned the track, the the, the Christmas uh, album, and I'm just thinking of living off publishing and royalties. You're not going to be living off much um, publishing on this album because it's plenty of very Merry Christmas songs. No, of course, yeah. it's going to go to the, the original songwriters. <laughs> we, wrote, we wrote four originals yeah. for that purpose. Yeah. And uh, um, some sort of um, naive attempt at maybe making that <laughs> synonymous with Christmas, which yes. I doubt. I think, you know, the Christmas classics will forever be the Christmas classics. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, that wasn't the point. Um, again, the, the 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 motive wasn't about money or, or anything like that. It was actually uh, for, from a, a personal, um, I guess, mental issue or version was to say, you know, let's do something positive. Yeah, it's been a rough um, year. <laughs> and then also, you know, you know, for the people that like us and our audience, you know, it's, 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 it's meant to kind of be a bit tongue-in-cheek and a little bit of escapism and say, you know, we know it's been a tough year, but let's bring some lightheartedness to it. And, um, you know, um, it can be glam, but if you only focus on the glam, you're just going to be exactly. cold. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, and then that's why, you know, the album cover's got us enough and our jocks. And, you know, it's, it's really. <laughs> I know, I was like, that's very like brave we're, of we're, you boys. We're saying, come laugh at us. <laughs> laugh with us. Khan, uh, tell us about cigarettes and whiskey. <laughs> uh, that's actually a song um, that Ken wrote. And it's weird with the, the evolution of it. When he first wrote it, it, it the, the line was cigarettes and whiskey. Then he changed it. Then he kind of made it more of a, um, like a like a romantic song, like All I Want Is You. And then we were like, no, the cigarettes and whiskey had a cool like, <laughs> cool connotation to it. And, it. and it even had a better connotation because of the fact that in the, when the song was written in those early stages of lockdown... You weren't allowed either. <laughs> is all, the, all those things were banned. And funny, none of us, none of us are smokers. Um, all of us yeah. do like a pipple. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so it kind of... We were like, no, no, change, change it back to... Because <laughs> it had, had relevancy and... Exactly. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah. Khan, thanks so much. Wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for providing the soundtrack to our Christmas as well. And uh, we wish you an interesting journey into 2021. That's the artist Khan Mombi from the band The Palatones. They've just released a new album, Strike the Harp. It's got a couple of uh, their own songs on it that they've created, but also some great covers as well. Christmas in a whole different kind of a way. And just to give you a taste, here we go. I've been a good boy, Santa. I said my pleases and my thank yous. I let my brothers play with all my toys. I even did all my chores. 
When it comes to resolution Story I will be better I've been a good I've been a good That's the parlor tones, and I've been a good boy, Santa. It's off their album called Strike the Harp, and it is, as they say, a Christmas album, a project that's been at the back of lead singer Khan Morby's mind for many years. It was a really lovely interview as well. You can find the album on streaming platforms. You can find it in good music stores around the country as well, if that's what you're looking at. And the track listing features a bunch of classic Christmas songs, but also a couple of Palatone songs as well, just to make the going good. Making the going good, we had a fantastic meal with Zola Nene. She, her turkey is quite delicious looking and you can go onto YouTube and you can actually see her turkey uh, basting and her turkey cooking recipe. You can also see her with her mother as they make a chicken curry and I'll tell you what, her mother's going to end up with a cooking um, website of her own at the rate she's going because she's like classic. So get on to Zola Nene's website or go onto YouTube and look her up and Find out more about that particular dish. Next week, she'll bring us none other than a vegetarian main dish for Christmas. That sounds like the right thing to do. That's it from us. We're out of here. Don't forget the girl who celebrates her Christmas month or her birthday month this month. KG is up next with Seasons. But that's it from us. It's no longer good morning. It's now goodbye.